Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 137th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and Audio Technica. I am your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8bit. And joining me today, the traditional creaming soda and vanilla ice cream to my spider, Salim Abraham, who can be found at Salim TD, and Miss Ali Hart, who can be found at Miss Ali Hart. What is going on, people? Good morning. Now I just want sweets. Mm. Anytime's a good time for sweets. Oh, I don't know. First thing in the morning. When was the last time anyone had a spider? For you it's guys. been a while. It has been a while for yeah. me as well, yeah. Um, not a bad little summer treat. Mm. Yeah, I've always been pretty hit and miss on them, like especially if you're using Coca-Cola in a spider, because it makes me sad that you're sort of just wasting that delicious Coke and it gets, you know, loses all the fears, loses the flavor. It gets a weird, a weird consistency because it's a thick soft drink now. And it just, I don't know, I didn't love them. I was never hot on them, mm. just quietly. But to be honest, then I guess it kind of set the way for vanilla Coke. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Can you can you imagine the, the Coca-Cola employee back in, I don't know, 1993 making a spider and he goes, you know what? I'm onto something here. And then vanilla Coke was born. Vanilla Coke was definitely in the 2000s. Well, it took him a while to perfect the science. That's why, you know, seven okay. years till the yeah. 2000s. Gave him, like, yeah. gave him some time. Yeah. Okay. Those Coke brothers really wanted to make sure they got it right before they uh, released to market. Actually, speaking of people ruining Coke, what the hell is peach Coke? It's disgusting. I tried it the other day and it sucks asshole. Like Orange Coke was disgusting and then now everyone's posting peach Coke. Yeah. Yeah. The hell? Mm. The world is in chaos at the moment, you know? Oh. It's first Trump, now peach Coke, what next? My goodness. This is the darkest <laughs> timeline. Yeah. So it's it's rough here at Hungry HQ on episode one thirty seven. Maybe to lift the energy level and the enthusiasm up a little bit. Maybe we can talk about what we've been playing this week. Dream. I see you've been playing something that isn't World of Warcraft. Can I just put it out there? Hold on. Because I've copped a lot of shit about World of Warcraft. It's been maybe three months since I've played that game. Fair to say? Fair to say? Eh? Yeah, okay. Eh? Eh? That's right. So, um... Uh, I'll start by talking about a um, what I think is a modern classic. Uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a Steam game called There's Poop in My Soup. This is very much a Miss Alley Hart title. I was about to say, why are you stomping on my turf, mate? Yeah, so without even looking at friends who own this game, I knew this would be one of your games. Have you played this, Alan? I actually don't own you it. Don't no, own I don't actually have this one. Oh. No, I'm familiar. I am familiar with it, though. But mm. I okay. don't know. Um. It, it ain't no super-duper party pooper. Mm. That's for sure. No. Or, no. or the uh, very anticipated sequel, There's a Queef on My Beef. <laughs> <laughs> I 
God. That's it. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Should just end it right there. They try to they try to cut in and be the funny guy on my my funny game here, Brendan. (laughs) 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 Okay, okay, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. This is an audio medium. Um, so there's poop in my soup. Is (laughs) (laughs) is a game. Yeah, game. Um, it was a Steam Greenlight game. It came out in 2016 by um, K Brothers, I think it is. Um, it's a really simple game. You wouldn't believe it. There's not a lot of depth to it. No? <laughs> You're like a little baby scaling across like a rooftop tight wire like thing like just across this like map. And there are passerbys underneath who you poo on. And <laughs> you can poo. Is it... I, like I know what you're thinking, Brendan and Ali. Is it literally just about trying to poo in soup? No, it's not. Right. Well, my right? question's been answered. Think twice. You're pooing on cyclists. You're pooing on people eating soup. You're pooing in the soup. You're pooing on prams. You're pooing on mums that are pushing the prams. You're pooing on taxis. You're pooing on everything. You have a whole list of things that you need to poo on. <laughs> Called your tapu list. <laughs> it just keeps getting better. Now, now uh, when you get like, this is the best part. And this is the part that I really didn't see coming. And it doesn't sound like much, but when you get like a chain going, like when you get like a few in a like row, a, a poo combo, like a poo, it is definitely very much a poo combo. Um, music kicks it. And like, <laughs> and like the more that the chain builds up, the music just gets louder and louder. And you, I just like just start dancing to it, just like trying to keep the chain going because it's fucking. I don't know. It's like so hypey. Like it just it just builds you up to just keep pooing on more and more things. It's so addictive this game. And I know what else you're asking. You're like, well, where where are you pooing? Like where, geographically, mm. where is this? Well, that that was my thought process. Yeah. On this. You'll be pleased to know you start off in NYC. You start off in New York City. But this is very much an inclusive game. It is an equal opportunity poo game. So you start off pooing there, work your way up. And then once you've kind of nailed the to poo list, you become Mr. Baby Worldwide. You go to Beijing and you get to poo on... (laughs) You get to poo on... Chinese people, Chinese models and characters and stuff. And then once you've nailed that little city, you go to Paris. <laughs> and you just pull on people over there as well. Um, this game's actually a lot of fun. It's like $3.50 or something on Steam. I can't rate it enough. It is actually the funniest game I've played in 2019 to date. And I've played funny games like MTG Arena. Fucking... I don't know what else. Oh, that's probably about it so far in general. <laughs> so, Sam, you'd say this game is good for shits and giggles? I've played... Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, this game... Uh, this game... I'm trying to think of another... I'm trying to think of something that like where I can throw runs in. This game runs right through you. Like, I don't want to finish that sentence. Um, mm. Yeah... This game is great. This game is good. Ali, this is a Miss Ali Hart game. 
Um, wow. Please go and get it. Please go and how, get it. How much time have you spent playing There's a Poop in My Soup? Played it for about an hour, which is more than you need, by the way. It's one of the, It's a really short game. You can conquer the three cities pretty quickly and you reset it as well. The funniest bit about it, though, is like it's it starts off slow like you don't have too many models walking underneath you and then all of a sudden it just builds up like crazy mm. uh, maybe if you want to throw throw the builds up thing under there um and you just get like and you have special moves as well like so you can do in one in the new york city map for example you have like a, a poo bomb and it just like explodes shit everywhere and it's just mayhem there's like models everywhere just shat on um <laughs> It's a, it's a great game. It's a really good game. Give it, a, give it a try. I think the reason I liked it was because it is quick and easy and I can just... Um, there's no investment there. You can just just go in, do your business and leave. No, that's mm. not as funny. I think out of about to... three poo jokes, that was the weakest. I'm trying to be, trying to be funny, guys. You I'm need more be... fiber in your jokes, mate. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the fourth. That's got to be at the bottom of the list. Damn it. Rate our poo jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um i also Remember played that website i also rate my poo rate my poo yeah rate my poo.com mm. is that a thing it was a thing i'm gonna see if it's still going okay. all right brendan <laughs> this is this was that dark area of the internet like back when we were kids like the internet was a lot of fucked up websites now, so. yeah. website is gone dang well you know there's um opportunity to strike there i think mm. there'd be Let's there'd be like it a back. it'd be like an instagram page now it's kind true. of like Dick Latte. Have you seen Dick Latte? I don't think I have. It's where like, you know how there's like latte art? Mm-hmm. It's just different kind of dicks drawn into lattes. <laughs> Did you guys ever see the post that I put on my Instagram stories that I got given what clearly looked like a bloody dick on my coffee? A bloody dick? No, not a bloody one. That was just the Aussie coming through. Oh, okay. I'm like, Jesus, they, no they went wants, all out. Yeah, no one wants a bloody dick. Mm. Um, no, so you've got one, have you, on your Insta? Uh, no, no, it was on my story, so uh, it's gone. Long so, gone. Um, mm. I have been playing a lot of Magic again this week, and I'm officially addicted to this game. This is the my WoW of 2019, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I just really can't say enough good things about this game and about MTG Arena. Uh, so I've been playing, we, we just came out of like the first, probably not the first, but the first month of um, like competitive play that I've participated in, the first season that I've participated in. There's a new season every month and it's just kind of this thing of like going up through ranks, bronze, silver, gold, you know, whatever the ones after gold are. Um, platinum. Platinum. Yeah, usually. Usually, usually it's platinum. I, I just wasn't sure if Magic had like its own unique one. Um, Tungsten, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> Dragonstone. Um, it's it's so good, and I'm at a point now where I'm really understanding the meta. Uh, I play this mill deck. It's 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 the whole purpose of it is to actually just make your opponent discard as many cards as they can from the top of their deck to their graveyard. Uh, and the win condition is basically when they run out of cards and they can't draw any more cards, they automatically lose the game. It's an instant defeat so the whole point of this deck is to just kind of hold out as long as you can counter as many of their cards as you can while still making them just discard cards from the top of their deck um 
it's actually a lot of fun. I really, really enjoy playing it. And I enjoy like, I, I think the thing about this game, comparing it to something like Hearthstone, um, and the reason that I'm enjoying it so much more is because it just, it's more complex and it's it's more, there's more, there's a, a deeper card pool. Um, so you, there's other ways that you can win and there are other win conditions that you can employ um, that are just too hard to do in Hearthstone. Hearthstone's so simple and that's one of its strengths, but because it's so simple, there's only like a handful of ways you can really get things done. And to do something like a mill deck in Hearthstone, it's just harder to pull off. It's so much harder to pull off. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm just loving playing this deck. It's literally a deck I've played for like more than 30 days now. And I still find it an exciting deck to play. Um, I make slight changes here and there, but it's still just... Uh, every game is just as interesting to me as the last, which again is something that I never really felt when I was playing Hearthstone. I, I kind of play one deck and then I just want to move on to the next one and see how the next one plays. I know you guys aren't really big on this game, but if anyone out there is really big on CCGs, this is probably the best one to play in my opinion. Um having played Hearthstone extensively, having played Shadowverse a fair bit, um, having played Gwent, and having kind of fucked with um, Elder Scrolls Legends as well a little bit, in my opinion, MTG Arena is the best one by far to to dig into. So give it a crack. Let me know if you're on there. Um, my handle is SalimTD. If you want to take a run of my mill deck, by all means, send me, <laughs> send me a challenge. Step up. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd I'd say that statement has got a fair amount of weight behind it because yeah you are the the resident CCG man here at the uh, the eight bit headquarters so mm. yeah you put more hours into those games than probably the rest of us combined so Salim TD you say for MTG Arena that's it challenges accepted huh all challenges welcome absolutely and I'm still learning like that's the best part about this still is that it's there are still decks that I come up against where I'm like, what, what is this whole thing? Like, what, what, what are they trying to do here? Um, like, th there are really obscure win conditions. There are cards that just like, there's one card called um, li the Lich's Mastery. And this card, it, it, it is, the, the effect is you cannot lose the game. Um, anytime you gain life, you get to remove a card from your opponent's side of the board. And anytime you take damage, you have to sacrifice um, a card from your side of the board. And when you run out of cards, that's when you lose the game. So like there, there are just like game changing cards like that, where it's like, it's, it's a completely different beast to take on. And when you see cards like that get thrown down versus like just a standard aggro deck or a mid range deck or a combo deck, um or a control deck it's like what the fuck do i do here do i have cards that can deal with this how do i deal with this so on and so forth anyway enough about me you guys have played anthem this week yeah yeah we we finally did um miss hart you got in on the first wave of the uh quote-unquote vip uh demo experience i i never found the time last weekend to, to dive in but over this past weekend i joined the uh the people because as we know, I'm a man of the people. So I joined everybody in the uh, the open demo. Uh, yeah, what do you think? Give me give me your initial hot takes before I guess we, we unpack it a little bit deeper. 
First of all, I think it's absolutely hilarious that the VIP demo went worse than the very generic one. Mm. So it was like, congratulations on being a VIP. Here's a shit experience. <laughs> um, so the... Why, why the, was the it... Open... Just to recap, sorry. Why was it bad specifically? Um, the... the servers kept on failing everyone, locking them out of games, unable to connect, unable to um, maintain friendship connections while trying to do a mission... Uh, Xbox, I don't think, got on for a whole day. Mm. Um, PlayStation kept on dropping out as well. Uh, yeah, that was it was not fun for people to participate. Um, but this open beta has actually been much more successful. Um, I think the only thing that I'm hearing is that um, I think PlayStation people have been reporting um, a few dropout issues themselves. And I know personally uh, doing... Uh, like one of the big bosses, uh, friends have been like teammates have been dropping out as well, um, and that's been a few reports across the board as well. But can confirm on PC there is drops. I uh, experienced two myself. Rach had one, um, and for some reason as well, my computer went to sleep mid game. I don't know why or how, but like it wasn't doing activity. Like I was roaming around, and then my computer just went to sleep. So I got disconnected again from that. So yeah, it's. <laughs> It's it's ripe across all platforms. Actually, you know what? Origin shut down on me as well, just midway of using the game. It just Origin just went, nah, I'm bad enough. Mm. So yeah, unfortunately, it has been plagued by issues. But um, this at least this time around, it's not as bad as the last time around. Mm. Uh, in regards to hot takes, uh, the game's fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's enjoyable. Um, however, personally, I don't see any longevity of this game for me mm. just for me personally um obviously because it's a demo as well we're only doing the same things over and over again but i'm yeah. getting very bored of it and i'm seeing a lot of repetition i know that is rich coming from a destiny player but this just feels a bit too much for me it feels like um the enemies are very much like bullet sponges so i just feel like i'm just shooting at the same things for such a long period of time as well um, I only played as one class. I chose Storm, loved it, and have decided to just continue on with Storm um, with upgrading, crafting, and um, doing some of the challenges mm. now that I've reached 15. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Customizing my character was fun. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm going to go out there and say my character is absolute baller. Um, but yeah, gameplay in general, it's a beautiful game, really good looking game. But um, I just, I probably won't buy when it comes out. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you in the, the bullet sponginess. I think it's, it feels like Avatar meets Destiny meets The Division as far as the, the look of Avatar, the sort of spaciness of The Division, I mean of Destiny, sorry, and then that bullet spongy just pumping ammo into enemies that you do in, especially in sort of... Um, you know, year one of, of the division before they sort of did some, some patchwork there on some of the mm. enemies and bosses. It is just round after round after round of enemies taking your taking your firepower, your melee attacks, whatever it is. Um, and yeah, I don't know how that'd go long-term with it, uh, especially when you do get to those, like to the raid boss and things like that, where you are just pumping ammo into this rinse repeat over and over. Um but yeah, it looks really nice. Uh, it's 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 pretty close to a full build, I'm assuming, because this game comes out in like two weeks. 
It, just on that note, have you seen the release schedule for this game? It's a mess. Oh, yeah. It is all over the shop. Um, all I know, because I'm a uh, Origin, whatever it is, yeah. premium um, member, I get it on the 15th. Yeah. So I get it five days early. And then after that, it's yeah, staggered, depending on when the blood moon is highest in the sky and <laughs> um, so- you know what platform you're on. It is, it is a dog's breakfast yeah. as far as the release schedule goes so um yeah ea access and if you've just got the basic origin access account you get 10 hours from the 15th so you can play 10 hours from feb 15 um else uh if you're you know on any of the consoles it's feb 22 now um you get the access on xbox as well because xbox has got ea access so it'll get you the 10 oh, hours right. yeah 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 but yeah, on PC you can get full access to the entire game if you're a whatever they call the the the, the step up on Origin Premiere. Um, yeah, premier. the, if you if you're part of the Premiere, you get the full game on the fifteenth. So I'll I'll be diving in deep on the fifteenth, past that ten hours. But yeah, it doesn't give you much in the demo. That's for sure. Like you got sort of three or four mainline story missions, uh, and, and it ends very quick. And then after that, you're just out there doing, doing random expeditions. Same as as you said, Ali. It's just rinse repeat sort of stuff out there just to level up and, and hunt loot. I also have a very very petty um, thing that I don't like about it. The voice acting is terrible. <laughs> it has gotten on my nerves on some occasions. Um, it's just some of the characters and like then I think for the majority, well for this demo anyway, these characters have you know repetition of lines or being you know constantly within the story so it's not like i'm only going to hear them once and they're going to go away i just like it's yeah gets on my nerves and it's you know i don't know whose fault that is whether it's the voice actor's fault or you know sound and audio or whatever but for the most part i'm just like this is can i just ask sorry maybe a bit of a naive question but does the progress that you make in the the demo carry across no No, it doesn't okay no it does not so yeah that yeah that's very true as well um so what they did do is if you did vip and then you did open beta your progress carried over right Um, okay but yeah in regards to just the beta in general and then moving on to the full game Mm. no okay it does not yeah because i think it started the demo start you at level 10 and then you capture at level 15 so Uh. you get to 15 in pretty short order and then it's just grinding for gear grinding for resources to craft gear or as ali said just just pimping out your javelins so you, you get access to, to four javelins you got your ranger which you start in which is sort of i guess your run-of-the-mill jack of all trades uh mm-hmm. and then after you pit level 12 you could use use a, a token or whatever they called it to purchase one of the other three and then um as you level up you can get the others so there's the colossus which is like the tank the big heavy tank style um yeah yeah sort of like a titan but big like it looks like the destiny fans call it a titan and then your storm which if you want to go destiny fans the warlock um complete with cape uh Mm. nice elemental sort of um uh javelin which which i saw constantly sort of just floating around the battlefield you know dropping lightning or or freezing stuff or setting things on fire so much fun and then um i settled on the interceptor which is sort of this super quick I guess you'd say uh, like a melee hunter if we're going to go mm-hmm. Destiny. Um, sort of a bit of a paper cannon. Uh, so not a huge amount of shield and health, but 
you get in there and you've got dual blades and you can be zipping around the battlefield um sort of like a little robot ninja mm. uh, and that was a hell of fun like risk reward like you get in there and, and sort of lay a heap of damage but if they lock on you you are chopped to shit in no time mm. as the interceptor but I like that there is that diversity and you're not locked into one of these javelins through the entire game experience. You can chop and change when you're back at the uh, back of the forge uh, at, at Fort Tarsus, which is a uh, home base for the game. Yeah, so the progress that you make, um, like using Destiny as an example, the progress that you make isn't just specifically locked to one character. It's not like you're, you have to then make the same amount of progress to another character. Yeah. All characters are open. So the progress you make is open to all characters. Yeah, it's tied specifically to your freelancer that you play. Mm. And I, I liked, one thing I did like about it too is is your character that you play, whether it be male, female, obviously there'll be customization in the final game. I like that they have a voice. And I like that you can sort of uh, choose decisions within the game. Like, I, I really irks me when there's the silent protagonist in games that you play as. But Destiny did that so you felt like the character was yours. Yeah, but even like in those situations when you're, you're sitting around the sitting around a table strategizing and, and they're like, yeah, let's go do that. And then you sort of cut to your character and they just sort of do a silent head nod. It's like, come on, say something at least. I mean, your character does say, like, one or two lines mm-hmm. once upon, in uh, Destiny 2, um, which kind of made me cringe, because I'm like, oh, yeah, she talks. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I just think that's about, like, you know, making a character feel like it's yours. Yeah, but see, you can do that through the, uh, you know, branching storylines and be able to sort of react to questions and discussion in certain ways with the with the commands in-game, whether it be controller or keyboard-based, so... Oh, I went controller. Mm. That's a, this is me the too. first time where I just went, no, nah, mouse and keyboard is going to be a no-go for me. It just handles way better on a controller. Especially flying. When you're nipping around like swimming. Iron Man and swimming, um, using a controller, it, it felt natural. I tried it on keyboard and mouse, and my goodness, it was it was wild. <laughs> I was just it's smashing kinda... into walls and hitting the ground. <laughs> I like I almost drowned because I couldn't navigate the water with um, mouse and keyboard. Apparently, they are trying to fix it. They're trying to patch it up. But I think now, I well, if I do continue to play, um, I I started on controller. I'll probably continue on controller because you know, once you learn, mm. it's hard to kind of switch it out. But I'm I'm excited to get the full experience. Uh, it looks good. The, the combat, even though it is spongy at the moment. Weapons feel tight. I like the, the the gunplay as well as the melee, as well as having your two abilities, depending on the class. You know, you're, as I said before, throwing lightning, throwing shurikens, throwing grenades, whatever it is. So having that team team makeup is really cool where you've got your, your tanks, your, your DPS and things. So I'm looking forward to, to getting into the full gameplay and see if it is much different than the demo we've played over the last week or so. Because, um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a Bioware fanboy, so... Yeah, I'm I'm getting in on it February fifteenth to uh to see if it is all that we've hoped it's gonna be. No, I'll be jumping on that division. Yeah. Beta starts on the seventh. Yep. Yep, and that's an open beta too, I think, isn't it? Uh no, I think they're handing out codes for that one. Ugh. If you pre order you get access. Um if you like applied, you'll be finding out if you got access. Actually, did everyone see how they handed out the beta codes with the uh, title and they said, do you want to see what a real government shutdown is like? And oh, that's right. They copped a bit of backlash yeah. on social media about that. Yeah. I don't know why they thought that that was like edgy and mm. a good way to kind of drop them. But Especially uh, too, because Division 2 is sort of set in Washington um, instead of New York. So it's uh, 
you know, nice and topical. Yeah. But yeah, old, old uh, Ubisoft had to backpedal and apologise about that. <laughs> it's a joke, you guys. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, Anthem, I'm keen. I'm keen to get in and play this full experience, hopefully with a couple of you guys as my Javelin co-pilots, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Just hopefully they fix the stabilisation because I don't want to have to be dealing with DCs and my laptop putting itself to sleep for some bizarre reason on the reg. That's just funny. That just... You, your mm. PC had enough and mm. it was the gameplay and just went, you know what? Nah. <laughs> oh, and, and Ken say quickly, I played it on like with the ultra-wide monitor and it was buttery smooth, no issues. Um, the rendering was, was on point. So even for the demo, it, it looked pretty good in sort of that you know more unique aspect ratio. So mm. Mm. immersion levels over 9,000. <laughs> All right, so a quick bit of housekeeping. Uh, obviously, February 14th, 8-bit day, 8-bit phase three, hashtag AT3BIT. Whole heap of news, whole heap of new content, new announcements coming your way on Feb 14th. So get hyped for that. Be sure to be checking out our socials on the Instagram, Facebook, on Twitter, because we are doing a massive ramp up leading up to that huge momentous occasion. Valentine's Day will be a thing of the past after Feb 14. It's going to be 8-bit day moving forward, so uh, get hyped. Uh, Canvas bag watch, still no update, uh, but one thing I can say, <laughs> latest patch for Fallout 76. People are very angry because the new patch brought in old bugs from a previous patch that was fixed. So Nice. Yeah. <sighs> Bethesda, please fix the game and send me my bag. Thank you. Are you still playing the game? It's just about the yeah, bag at about this point, saying. isn't it? Nah, dabbling here and there. Here and there. Like, I've been all about Resident Evil and Assassin's Creed and now Anthem lately, but Rach and I have been jumping. We've just been building our house. We've been doing barely any of the game, just building this massive big mansion on the hill, decking it out, kitting it out with all the bedrooms and the kitchen. It's pretty damn cute. So, yeah. You know, it's The Sims, but with mutants that are going to come and shoot your house up and try and murder you and potentially rape your family and friends. So, Kind of like Minecraft. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the last thing that I wanted to pose to you both before we move into the news, quick question of the week. This comes to us from Joel Banks on the Twitters. What video game character do you think you are? And also, what video game characters do you think the others are? So we're going to look inwards and we're going to look outwards. Dream, do you want to lead us off? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I'm still thinking about this. Ali, did you have any thoughts? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a character. I'm going to say... Because I'm going on that level that I love eating food. Um, and I'm a bit of a bitch. So I'm going to say that I'm King DDD. Okay. Mm. Also like a good dance session. You do have, you do have on your Twitter, the Snorlax Pokedex entry. I do. Yeah. Which, that, that is, yeah. Which, I didn't even have to write my own bio. Which might be my answer just to be quick and easy, um, for you. Mm. Pokemon's too easy. Oh, well, hang on. So you're saying I'm a Snorlax? Well, yeah. I'm, but but I'm only really reiterating what you've said about yourself in the past. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, cool. All I'll right. accept that. I'm glad I got through on that one. <laughs> and Brendan, I think for you, um, I don't have like a specific character, but for you, I think um, you, if I had to line you up, I I think you'd be like that shopkeeper, shopkeeper. 
Is that what I just said? Shopkeep bra. You're the, you're the shopkeep bra. Um, you're like a shopkeep who is like just slinging, you know, slinging uh, deals, just trying to... Um, Oh, from Resident Evil? Yeah, with the coat. But um, but (laughs) you've also got the goss or you've got Ah. like, you know, the latest rumors, you give good tips, you look out for like the protagonist, but at the same time, you're like trying to make a buck off them as well. Mm. Um, That doesn't sound very flattering. I don't know. Yeah, I I can see where you're going with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not what I said. It's where I'm going with it. Just remember that. Yeah, Yeah, I'll I'll (laughs) definitely take the, uh, the good with the bad. Look, I'm going to just be thrifty, like... Thrifty, I think is what a, I'm trying to get at. Like thrifty, you're thrifty. It's it's not about the way you act, but we all know that there was that damn character in Horizon Zero Dawn that was Brendan, essentially. Which one? Like, oh, the I don't dad. Know the, I don't know the names. The dad. I didn't play it. Mm. Um, but <laughs> there was a character that looked like Brendan. The main the main character, yeah, the, with the ginger hair. The lady, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Aloy. <laughs> Aloy, yeah. yeah. I, I would take that, you know, she, she's strong-willed and determined and honest and forthright. And, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Looking at you guys, it's, it's tough. It really is tough. Like, you could sort of blanket statement it and sort of just to say... You're someone from tech and you're someone from a, a smutty titty game, but you, you don't want to be like that. You know? Why would I be someone from Tekken? <laughs> <laughs> I think you would like be close to... You'd be Lee Chow Lan or you'd, you'd be Anna Williams. Ooh. Or you'd be Hey Hachi. You'd be one of the three. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I three people? Well, because those, like, those three people are all three people who are sort of um, single-focused... Uh, going in hard to fuck someone else's day up, pretty much. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like, wow. like they've been they've okay. been wronged. They've been wronged, and now they're mad, and they are going hard to fuck someone else's day up. So I think that's that's why I never cross you, Ali. Nice. On a similar note. Dream, I sort of, I don't know if it's a character so much as a, as an object, but you, you remind me very much of the blue shell in Mario Kart. What? Where <laughs> you're constantly coming in at the last minute, you're late, and you're coming in, you're wrecking house, often destroying the leaders, um, and potentially, potentially stealing victory in that last second as always. You know, you're a, you're a lovable bastard. But, um, you know, people love having you around, but when someone's throwing you at them, it's, it's not as fun. So, uh, yeah, you're, you've, the, uh, you're the blue shell. I don't think you've ever said anything nice about me. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. And so the, the, the immediate thought process with Miss Hart is, is probably like Samus from Metroid because badass doesn't take no shit. And for many years, you know, is often mistaken as one of the boys. You know, you, you, everyone thought that Samus was a Samus was a, a badass male trailblazer, and then you go, oh my! The helmet comes off, and it's this it's this attractive woman. What is going on? That's pretty and bang on. There's similar sort of um, stories and, and origins to, to both you two, I reckon, in that regard. Yeah. Is it the giant brain that keeps on following me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's my brain. I accept that answer. That is probably the nicest compliment. Sam, you're Tingle from Zelda. Ali, you're clear. Redfield from Resident Evil 2. <laughs> what can you tell me about this character, Sam? Uh, I can tell you that she was voted Hero Hero of the Year 1998, Nintendo Magazine. Now she came third in that vote. 
Oh what? That wasn't in the clue. I can tell you she wears yeah, a well, she wears a maroon leather jacket and likes riding got a motorbike. I can tell you that she likes kicking ass and chewing gum and she's all out of gum. No, that was their other who am I? And that was that was obviously Who's that was obviously um Nathan Duke Drake. Nukem. Nathan Drake from yeah, the other Who Am I that we did. You were all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> all right. All right, so let's get into some news, huh? This week's news headlines. Okay, so we've got a few quick hits before we got a bit of a deeper dive on a few other things that are doing the uh, doing the rounds in the gaming news space. So the first one, Kano has been confirmed for Mortal Kombat 11. So the uh, partial robot man from Australia uh, is making his return to the gory franchise. Is that ever confirmed? Kano. Yes, confirmed. <laughs> But this Kano was Kano really from Australia? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just thought that was just bad casting in the movie. No, nah, no. Nah. His, his his origin story firmly puts him as in an Australian uh, uh, origin. So. Oh, okay then. Mm. Huh. Yeah, with I... his with his eye laser and his little sort of shank blades. Um, he's always a good character to play. He used to, you know, remember like his little character? sort of suicide barrel roll flying ball thing he do to you mm-hmm. back in the OG days. Yeah, and you just like constantly like just button bash that one. Oh yeah. So Kano, welcome back to Mortal Kombat, mate. And uh, someone else making their return or debut to a franchise, Piranha Plant, rocking up to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on the Switch. I am absolutely disturbed by this character, though. He has little foot nubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hiding <laughs> under the bottom of his pot plants. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> well, I guess it's more practical instead of having to sort of hop everywhere. He can sort of you know waddle around. So. Talking about a plant as a fighting character. Oh, well. <laughs> Practicality's gone out the window. Mm. I, I saw some something. gameplay during the week of Piranha Plant. Though. It looks looks pretty cool. Um, I like the... It's got to be it's like up B move where it's just like... Um, it's little leaves sort of wrap around and it's like a helicopter. I was watching mm. a couple of NPC boys play them. Um, yeah, it just looked like a lot of fun. It's crazy how they make these characters work now in mm. Super Smash. Like a, the Piranha Plant can actually be a, uh, you know, a, a fully fledged fighting character. Yeah, and and a viable choice to use in battle. Like there, there's mm. been some some positive press around the uh, Smash Bros. traps that he's actually, you know, decent decent to run with. Yeah. So we'll see. I wonder what Apple's we'll thinks of him. Mm. Fucking apples. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen what Kirby takes his form though of the piranha plant? Yeah, I haven't. It's cute. It's cute. Oh, I was gonna say it looks like a terrifying vagina, but yeah, right. It's like oh, damn. Kirby's like um, it's like Kirby's inside the plant mouth, basically. If you can imagine that, yeah. that's kind of what a it is. A pink thing with little like mouth bit and oh. then little claw things. It's, I thought it was cute. Shout out to the movie Teeth. There we go. I was hoping someone would make that connection. Mm. One of the best worst movies you'll ever see. Is that with Megan Don't Fox? Don't watch it too young, especially if, if you know if there is young people here that are yet to get into that sort of sexual activity. Don't watch that movie before you first try because you'd be probably pretty scared to touch a vagina because uh, nothing good happens in that movie with vaginas. Spoilers, vaginas don't have teeth. Yeah, but it could warp a young person's mind, all right? All right. Some do. Moving on, the PS Plus games for February have been announced. For Honor on the PS4, Hitman: The Complete First Sec uh, First Season drops on the PlayStation 4. Oh, wow. Metal Gear Solid 4: Sons of the Patriots 
the old uh, PS3 exclusive is available in PS Plus. Dive Kick on PS3 and PS Vita. Gunhouse on PS4 and PS Vita. And Rogue Aces available on the PS4 and PS Vita as well. So there. To get my copy of Hitman. Yeah, the full season. Have you? Because you, you haven't played it at all, have you? I've never played a Hitman. Get on it. Get on it. This whole episodic thing they're doing with it now is fantastic. Um, and then they've got, obviously, the high-value targets where they're often bringing in real-life celebrities to play the, the bad guys, like Sean Bean, um, Gary Busey was one of them, and a few others. So it's, uh, Gary Busey, it's great really? killing these, these real-life uh, actors. And ironic that Sean Bean dies yet again in a video game or form of pop culture. So, yeah. yeah. And then the uh, Xbox game with gold have also been announced for February with Bloodstained Curse of the Moon on Xbox One, Super Bomberman R on the Xbox One as well, Assassin's Creed Rogue on Xbox 360, and obviously backwards compatible on the Xbox One, Star Wars Jedi Knight Academy is also available, uh, and that one's from February 16th through 28 on game. both the Xbox 360 and Xbox One as well. I love that game so much. Mm-hmm. That is a fantastic game. Jump on that. Yes. Yes, and something else that's been getting jumped on lately is that Epic Game Store, Metro Exodus, has officially departed Steam and is going to be another Epic Game Store exclusive. Uh, and that hasn't stopped the internet rage culture to run wild and roughshod with the uh, previous two Metro games on Steam getting review tanked like there's no tomorrow. Um, but yeah, another, another big AAA jumping across to Epic. This doesn't make me scared at all. Like, I don't care. If Epic's going to start, you know, releasing or having my fucking titty games or my weird screwed up games on their platform, then, you know, there'd be some concern. But Steam's always got my back. (laughs) Steam will have my titty dick games there for me when I need them, so. You're the real MVP, Steam. (laughs) Yeah. You know me, Steam. Um, Got my back. I'm almost ashamed to say that I still haven't downloaded the Epic Game Store um to see what it actually looks like and how it feels to just kind of navigate through the the storefront itself have either of you done that just yet outside of playing Fortnite on pc then not really um it's it's very much like the same kind of portals that you would experience with like origin or um, blizzard just you know like little panels on the side to select through your games or Mm. is it up the top i only opened it yeah when i gave Fortnite a go yeah right I, yeah, because if you're just like the average gamer, you, so long as it's not as bad as Origin act, like Origin was, I, I just vaguely recall Origin not being very friendly um, when I started playing FIFA through it years ago. And I feel like if, if this is a clean like storefront, then you know you don't really care, do you? Because you'll either go to Steam or like you pointed out, Ali, you've got um, Blizzard's um battle net one as well it's is a blizzard app or is a battle net now i always forget oh, i go through the, it all the, the, i go through it all the bloody time but i always go through like the i think it's still battle net right oh no no they nah, did change it didn't they on my desktop it's still called battle.net yeah like, i think they changed they it changed but then it they to, changed it back that's due right to yeah outrage <laughs> fuck god we're great so um gamers. yeah I, I i think that the origin access thing sorry the um uh epic game, game store. store like it's it's almost like a non-issue for gamers it's it's just for fucking steam for developers and for publishers that's mm. where it's really you know ugh. Mm. epic's also um doing this thing now where um 
content creators can you know sell things so like i know this is not new or anything but like epic has that element where if people are purchasing a game they can purchase it through you know like someone's you know name or code or whatever so then that person as an influencer can get some kind of you know bang for their buck for promoting said game Mm. so i mean that's a good avenue i don't know if steam Mm. has that does steam have that not that i've seen yeah so it doesn't integrate at all with twitch does it no i don't think so. yeah so, so things like that and obviously what we discussed a couple episodes back where they're, they're giving a, a much higher slice of the of the pie to uh to the publishers of these games to put them on the epic game store it's definitely incentivizing the the big and small developers and publishers out there to, to jump on board so we'll see how this landscape looks in you know maybe 12 months time see if it has really started to rival and a few of them few of them titties crawl their way onto the uh, Epic Game Store. <laughs> Titty crawl is not the greatest visual. <laughs> oh, it's going to be... It's probably already a game. You wait. Patent pending. Mm. Titty crawl simulator 2020. It's coming. Uh, something else uh, from this week. Silent Hill, one of the original uh, godfathers of the survival horror genre, has turned 20 years old. Ooh. Did you guys play Silent Hill or any of the Silent Hill franchise? Don't think I did. No. I I played the demo. I I just remember playing it on PlayStation. That was it. I used to always get Silent Hill mixed up with the game that I did play, which was Alone in the Dark. I think it was. Oh yeah, called. another good game. Yeah. Another good game. Yeah. Is that the kids one? Alone in the Dark. It's like two kids. No, I'm thinking of. I think it's Forty Winks, or whatever that game was. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know A Night in the Woods. Is that the one you're thinking of? or? Well, I I think there is one called, like, I think there is a kiddie kind of game called, like, Alone in the Dark or Lost in the Dark or something yeah. like that. But Alone in the Dark was, like, probably the first, oh, no, not the first, but one of the first kind of scary games that I ever played. I think I played it on PC. Um, very boxy graphics, mm. and you're in, like, a maze, and some guy's trying to catch you, and, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but Silent Hill, it was... I think Silent Hill, in general, scared me more than the Resident Evil games back back in the day when all these were sort of... They were very toe-to-toe. It was almost like they'd both release in the same year or to be sort of uh, one one year, one the next sort of thing. So, um... Well, they had some genuine, like, genuine scary characters. Mm. Like, very, very terrifying. And not to mention now that there's, like, an aesthetic about Silent Hill that people now relate to the, the weather, where it's just, yeah, like... Yeah, the fog. You know, the fog. It's, like, the second that you're stuck in fog, you're like, oh, it's about to turn into Silent Hill around here. Yeah, so. and, and who knows what's going to happen with this franchise, like... Obviously, we had the PT demo that came out to much hype uh, with, with Kojima and Norman Reedus starring in that on the, the PlayStation exclusive a few years back. But then Kojima left, the Silent Hill uh, PT game was scrapped. Mm. And there's been no word out of Konami if they're going to do anything with this franchise. Like, maybe after the success of seeing this Resident Evil 2 remake, we might see a Silent Hills remake come out in the next few years. Um, yeah, let's hope so. Like I said last week, I really hope that like this revival into the horror genre in this higher quality and standard. Like, don't get me wrong. If you go through Steam, there is actually a good majority of people, like independent people, making their own horror games. And mm. although a lot of them are kind of like using copy paste assets, like there's definitely a demand out there. Hundred so percent. Getting a polished version. Yeah, like if I could, if I could play a remake of if one of the first Silent Hill games, I'd be all for it. And I, I know it'd be 
freaking terrifying. Um, oh, yeah. I can't remember if it was number two or number three where you pretty much are preventing the, the rebirth of God, really, and having to kill God. Um, that, wow. That's sort of the end premise of that of that one. I think it was two. Um, and I remember playing that as a, as a young lad, thinking, oh, my God, this is, like, so controversial and so insane. Like, I'm, I'm killing God. I'm preventing the, the birth of God again or Jesus or something. It was bonkers. But uh, they're good games, and they're very yeah. fucking scary. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they'd hold up much today uh, with those block sort of graphics and things, but mm. back then, whew. Play it, Dream. But you've got to play Resident Evil 2 Remake first. You said uh, you would. Um, yeah, I, I, did I? Yeah, I probably did. I don't know. I say a lot of things. Um, I just... I, I hate being scared. I hate playing these, these horror games. Every single time you've strapped me up in a chair to play a freaking horror game, my heart has come out of my mouth and <laughs> I feel like I'm dying. Mm, I'll think about YouTube. it. YouTube.com forward slash we are 8-bit to check the dream playing the Resident Evil 7 DLC in VR where he legitimately is probably two seconds away from a heart attack several times. Um, it was touch and go, but it made for some great great content it didn't help that you fed me like the greasiest cheeseburger in the world like right before and i felt like i was that's true having like clo- anyway okay silent hill mm. turns 20 happy birthday silent hill yeah 20 years young 20 year olds you're just you're mm. just getting out there you know you're finally hitting the scene you're two years past 18 you know you're not the young person on the dance floor anymore you've got a bit of uh, style about you respect man enjoy it mm. the future is yours yeah, and, and something else that we might see in the very near future, uh, if we're to take anything from the, the rumor mill and the uh, the dirt sheets and stuff that are circulating through the internet at the moment, is we were going to be seeing a new Titanfall game released as early as this coming Monday. So tomorrow for, oh no, it'd be two days for us, probably Tuesday sometime for us. But uh, YouTuber The Quartering dropped a video uh, earlier this week uh, getting a heap of hype claiming that EA will be dropping the official announcement this Monday with the game to be available to play immediately afterwards. Uh, and so this is going to be a standalone free-to-play game set in the Titanfall universe. The game will be called Apex Legends or something similar. Uh, it's going to have a look and play style similar to Rainbow Six Siege where it's going to be three-person teams and the, the players on said teams are going to be class-based characters, so certain abilities perks and things like that and there's going to be 60 players on the battlefield so 20 teams of three uh, what do you guys think free to play titanfall based br but from what we're hearing no actual titanfall mech suits to be roaming around and it's just going to be pilots boots on the ground stuff what do you reckon why would you have a titanfall game without the titans don't give me wrong. i want nothing but the best for titanfall we've talked about it on the show we love we love titanfall a lot but dropping something that has nothing to do with the Titans on it mm. has me absolutely like, I don't know, I'm kind of upset and kind of bothered for something that I wasn't ever expecting or, mm. <laughs> you know, I'm still bothered by it. How very dare they? <laughs> it, uh, it, do- it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? Like the most iconic thing about your franchise in this world is the Titans. So to, like, to release a game that doesn't include that like it's really the only thing that separates you from any other FPS is the fact that mm. you can also jump into these giant mechs and yeah like and like don't get me wrong like the 
you know, playing as the pilots and doing that kind of, you know, PvP element was fun. It was like, you know, very, um, I feel, I feel like it was very fast paced. Oh, yeah. You know, kind Especially of, you how know. you could sort of wall run and things like that. And you had your grappling yeah. hook so you could be very mobile when you were just a little pilot. But yeah. And I did enjoy like sticking up behind people and just like snapping their necks. Yeah. That was like so therapeutic. Yeah. But, um, I just, I, I feel like that aspect, right? That, um, that gameplay was done better with Destiny. Um, not the grappling hook specifically, but like a lot of the stuff that you can do in that game, the double jumps, the sliding, the traversal and stuff like that. Yeah. You could wait sliding in destiny. No, you can't. There is no sliding. Yeah, you can. There is sliding. Oh yeah. Slide shotgun. Talk to people about it. Um, all of that stuff feels so much smoother, more smooth in destiny than it did in that game. The thing about that game in Titanfall one and two was that you had these mechs in particular in two, you had these different kinds of mechs that were just fucking fun to roll around in. And hmm. if you're going to do this game, why don't you just start it off? Everyone's in a mech. And then when the mech gets destroyed, then you're just on your own and you just have to do your best with what hmm. you've got. Like, well, well, that's what they did have. Like in Titanfall 1 and 2, they've got a online mode. And it was pretty sure it was Last Titan Standing where hmm. yeah, you all started out, kitted up in your, in your mechs, whether it be your ogres or your other sort of variety of mech out there. And once the mech went down, you become boots on the ground. And it was... You know, I think it was 12 players maybe in the map and then it scaled down and then obviously Last last Pilot or Last Titan Alive takes home the bicky. So why couldn't they do that and just expand it to, to fit this you know, 60 players mm. on the battlefield type of dynamic? Here's the, here's the real question. Why? Why are they bringing this out? <laughs> why are they bringing this out? Is Titanfall 3 coming? I, I think there will be one, but my my thought process on this is Obviously, Titanfall 2 was released at an absolute nightmare period in the year. It got neglected and overlooked by Battlefield, by COD and things like that. So maybe this is to try and maintain relevancy, uh, strike while the iron's hot in this BR hysteria. Uh, And obviously, we've got Battlefield, uh, Battlefield 5 that's out now, but their Battle Royale mode's been delayed until sometime in March. So EA may be looking for something to to stay in the headlines in the battle royale genre. So here's this free game. You know, you're not losing any money jumping on this game. Play this, maybe grab a, a user base and get relevant, or maybe it fades out quick, but at least they're going to be talked about with Blackout and with PUBG and Fortnite and all that, at least the next few months. Okay. It's so... It's very curious. It's such a saturated genre. Like, yeah, and it's 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 also not really hitting at the peak either. Like, I've I've got no figures, sorry to back this up either, but I feel like we've been talking about battle royale for at least you know for the better part of two years now, and much like we are with zombies now, we're sort of fatigued a bit. Or at least I feel horribly fatigued by battle royale yeah, games. That's fair. But maybe this uh. A Titanfall Battle Royale is going to be the equivalent of the Resident Evil 2 remake, and it'll get new life into the zombie genre. I don't know. I'm I'm sure. just trying to play the optimist on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I know, I know. Because yeah, it is it is pretty crazy what they're trying to do with it, especially after Titanfall 2 not generating the sales. So this could be um, a, a big gamble, or it is a big gamble for for EA and Respawn to to have a crack at this. But, but that's the thing about titanfall 2 is it, it is actually a highly rated game with just a mm. very suboptimal release like just yeah. a really shitty release and that's what in saying that i don't remember what i bought it on i've got I it on I xbox it. one 
<laughs> and I've now got to buy, you know, EA um, Origins Premiere. I've got it free on there too on PC. So, but yeah, so so this episode will be out for about a day or at least a half a day probably before we get this potential official release from from EA uh, on uh, Apex Legends or something titled loosely similar. But it's it's interesting, um, as you said, Dream. It is a bit of battle royale fatigue. Every every man and his dog is is trying to get in on this genre, but maybe maybe a, a publisher as big as EA that can sort of have a bit more clout behind it will allow it to succeed. I don't know. Mm. But yeah, bring some Titans in. God damn it. Just not boots on the ground solely. Mm. 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 Grappling hooks is not enough. Mm. No. I want, a, I want a mech suit. Bigger than what you get in Anthem. Yeah. No javelins yeah. here. Titans only. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I <sighs> wonder if we're going to have a... Uh, a, a Titanfall skin in Anthem for one of your javelins. <laughs> what would a Titanfall skin look like, though? Like a little, like a little javelin offshoot. I mean, like, because oh. remember there was sort of the like the lean little stilt walker one. I can't remember the name. I only ever remember the ogre's name, which was the the big oh, Colossus yeah. equivalent. Maybe yeah, there's a boy. Colossus skin that's ogre. Uh, ogre okay. skin that's Colossus. You anyway, EA should be making a Star Wars battle royale game. That's what they should have really zeroed in on. Mm, all class based. Wouldn't that be yeah, fun? or like hero hero mechanics for all your players. Just a bunch of bunch of, yeah. Wait, is there one in Battlefront? No, Battlefront Two doesn't have a. a no, it's just like you know, TDM or. Mm. I guess you could say it kind of did with the game quality of the Last Man Standing. Actually, playing that fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just threw him right in the Sarlacc pit. Nice right one, there. Hey Hachi. Nice one. <laughs> all right, so the last bit of news. <laughs> <laughs> your head Fortnite's marshmallow concert was a bizarre and exciting glimpse of the future and this comes by Nick Stad at The Verge even if you're not a huge fan of electronic music or have never heard of the EDM producer Marshmallow Fortnite's live in-game 10-minute concert at Pleasant Park was still a shockingly stunning sight to behold it was also an unprecedented moment in gaming. It truly felt like a glimpse into the future of interactive entertainment where the worlds of gaming, music, and celebrity combined to create a visual experience we've never seen before. What do you think? Like, I didn't catch the concert live. I saw a couple of little YouTube clips. So it's interesting though. It's, it's the way forward. Uh, so I'll just put my hand up and say this I totally missed. Does anyone want to explain was this a bunch of in-game avatars doing fucking Fortnite dances to music? Yeah, essentially. Essentially, it's kind of like what happened. So they oh established um, a stage in this... I can't remember where At exactly Pleasant on the Park. map it was. Pleasant Park. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm unfortunately I don't familiar. Know what that, I don't know what that means. Oh, do I you? Know oh. It, yeah, it's a little zone. Oh. Well, yeah, okay. So then um, this, you know, a stage was established there. And then at a certain time, um, Marshmallow? Yep. Um, in his all his glory as an avatar is standing in front of his little DJ set lights are going off you know he's doing music and he had a live mic it sounded like a live mic mm. so he was interacting live uh, in regards to the music being mixed live I don't think that was happening oh he just um, plugged his USB stick in and pressed play I'm assuming so yeah like <laughs> any good DJ nowadays um, 
And then, like, you know, everyone obviously was, like, gathering around and just dancing, you know? Like, doing their little Fortnite dances, uh, flossing. Oh, and, my God. Um, dabbing. <laughs> and, um... Oh, no. I don't know any of the other names. Oh, my God. Um, but, you know what? In regards to what it what it is, it's cute. Um, I'm sure a lot of kids enjoyed it. Um, I'm sure a lot of adults enjoyed it as well. Um, what it sets up for the future, I don't know. Like, I don't think people are going to be holding, like, concerts in Fortnite, um, so to speak. Uh, I was talking to Brendan about there's actually um, a group called Wave VR who's doing, like, live DJ concerts sets in VR, in the VR, you know, universe, where you as a viewer can experience a DJ set um, in the little VR experience and even the DJ can um, do their set in VR so they can have like a lot of um, like an interactive uh, set in front of them so they can mix live by you know moving things around adjusting volumes adjusting like controls and such so um, yeah I think it's called the wave VR if anyone wants to look mm. at it but um, I, th- I think that's a positive thing I think getting anyone to go to experience live music um from the comfort of your home as, as a recluse like myself. So I think it's good. I think that kind mm. of aspect is a good idea. Yeah, I can see the positive spin on it like that, where, as you said, people that maybe have social anxiety and don't want to go to a big stadium concert or, or you know, a small area to, to see their, their favourite act perform, or people that might be, um, you know, not physically able to get there, whether it be from a financial sort of issue, or maybe, you know, people that are maybe having some form of disability, maybe in a wheelchair and don't want to obviously be up front and center with potential of, of sort of injury. It, it could be a, a nice positive spin on it where people can get along and, and watch their watch their pop star idols um, and feel like they are front and center in the VR headset feeling like John Bon Jovi's reaching out to them and, and singing just for them. So, um, yeah, it's crazy to see this crossover where it is yeah, mainstream gaming and, and that celebrity aspect bleeding together with, with music and into that, I guess, greater pop culture sphere. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, it's definitely not going to be the last we see of this, that's for sure. No, definitely. And, you know, it's a smart... Smart by uh, Marshmallow as well because um, anyone that experienced the concert, I think, got limited edition avatar. Yeah, got his like, got his helmet, got his Marshmallow and, yeah. helmet, and his pickaxe. I think it was. And so that means the most popular game in the world right now is now littered with Marshmallow, mm. you know, merchandise or you know like avatars. So now kids out there know who Marshmallow is, mm. and this person knows who Marshmallow is. So then you know it's like. You know, hand in hand, essentially. Yeah. Well, remember he he won the that Fortnite sort of pro am tourney with Ninja. I think it was last year. Whenever they did that big, massive sort of celebrity tourney, him and Ninja took that out. Ah, so, he won it, did he? Yeah, him and Ninja took that out. So. Well, there you go. So he's already, he already had his finger in the pie. Mm-hmm. Now he's got his fist in the pie. Oh, full Thanks, fist. Thanks, Brendan. Mm-hmm. Great imagery. Dream, what what do you think about this? Don't ask me about this, bro. <laughs> Don't ask me about this. I'm asking. <laughs> I, I I don't have a lot of positive things to say about this. Um, yeah, it happened. I'm sure there's a lot of people who probably this was the highlight of their year, which is sad to me. Um, yeah, I just I 
you know, it's a great little cross promotion event, obviously, for the reasons you guys have just explained. Um, this is not about music. This is about Fortnite. And hmm. like, let's not get that confused at all. Um, yeah. But I've seen Ready Player One and life exists in a VR headset, right? So yeah is that, that, the, is, the that is that what the message of ready player one is that that life should exist in a vi headset or was the the, the life message will exist <laughs> oh okay but was was the message not the complete opposite of that where they end up taking it down on wednesday so that people can go and live their actual lives i forget what one day a week one Come day on. a week. yeah yeah that's how crazy it is that you have to mandate that people actually go <laughs> and have a normal life um yeah, cool. Good on you, Marshmallow. Nice one, Chief. <laughs> Glad I mean, you're making there's no bank. Complaints. It was free to Fortnite people, so if you want to experience it, it was free. But it's not a. It's, well, they... But it's not like people are playing Fortnite to listen to Marshmallow. It's that this thing happened. That's a Fortnite event, and Marshmallow got yeah, exposed. But... Fortnite is known for their spectacle events. Like they have, you know, every time there's a changeover season, there's mm. usually like some kind of event and everyone jumps on to experience it. If anything, maybe Fortnite was... You do the exact same thing in Destiny. Yeah, so? Yeah, but Maroon it's, 5 are playing a live set. That's a gaming thing. If Maroon the 5 said that they were going to play a live show at the tower, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> My friggin'... I don't know. I can't name it that. Can you imagine the flossing and the dabbing to fucking Maroon No, to be sensual, she will be love dances, you know? To be like nice and slow emotes, those sexy dances that you do in, in Destiny. What? I that, um, I don't even know what the name of the song is, but it's the first song that they had. But either way, Fortnite has spectacles. I'm assuming they do it to stay like you know fresh, relevant, have something that keeps on piping up, and this is just one of those events and spectacles that everyone could go and experience. Oh yeah, like if anything, like Epic are probably the most socially aware developer publisher out there these days. Like they they are knowing where their audience is, and it's you know these young kids majority is you know based in that probably you know ten to sixteen gauge gap. So what can we do? We can be meme centric we can be playing with the celebrity playing with these these rad djs and everything like their their finger rad. is firmly on the pulse i thought it was in the pie oh no that was much no the fist is in the pie the fingers on the pulse <laughs> i don't know but feedback from um walking past uh when we picked up art from school the other day one of the kids probably said it was lit fam this concert so um yeah from all accounts it was a positive experience except okay. if you dream because he's, uh, you know, sharpening that pitchfork, ready to take him to task. Just a contrarian. I can't wait to see, like... I, I'm, like, super conscious of the fact that I'm now not, like, super, super young. Like, 20, 28 now. And I, I feel myself losing touch. Just, like, a little bit every every other week, you know? Just a little bit more with what the fuck's going on with those that are 18. Like, I, I, like I'm totally conscious of that now, you know? Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait to see when I'm like 40, like how big that disconnect is between oh, it'd me be, and them. Because I it'd have be a, like the Grand Canyon. I, I have a feeling it'll be bigger than it's ever been in the world. Like like with any generation, just all the shit that's happening right now, all of the phenomenons, the Fortnite shit. I, I feel like this is this is this is the <laughs> first big gap is Fortnite, <laughs> and ugh, I don't know. 
bigger than yeah. what Pokemon set apart from me and my my parents. You know, mm-hmm. they they still can't wrap their head around Pikachu. Anyway, anyway, I'm not trying to like hate. I just this this has about as much appeal to me as a punch in the face. Like that's if I'm be- and like just fairly sometimes a punch in the face probably seems like a better thing to me than this. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not great. Not great. Yeah. Solid review. Epic doing more epic things, you know. They've got that big dick energy. Just doing, making concerts, buying companies. I'm just sick of seeing people Vin- fucking flossing. I'm so tired of it. Oh, me too. I'm so tired I- of it. And, and I want, like, these oh. kids probably don't even floss in real life. Like, for, for teeth care and, and gum, gum, like, you know to avoid plaque and all that kind of stuff where, where flossing is required I bet none of these fuckers do that I, now I feel like I'm 40 my yeah. god this is great like you guys both aged like 20 years like just on this podcast it was fantastic mm. alright let's let's wrap right. this one yeah. up <laughs> yeah it's, it's getting close to early bird dinner specials so let's uh, <laughs> let's, let's close this off get a good get a good seat is there anything you two wanted to say before we um, yeah shut him down for another week I just want to see if the audience want to participate in the who you think which video game character either one of us of the Hungry Gamers is. If you guys want to participate, then uh, chuck us a message on socials. We'd be very interested to hear your opinions. Yes, link us a message on the um, on the socials to any one of us or to the uh, to We Are Eight Bit Twitter account or drop us an email hello at eight bit dot net if you wanted to dive deeper than the uh, what is it two forty character limit on Twitter if you wanted to dive deep on why we are character x or y because uh, we'd love to know about it and hear about it and dissect these on a future episode of the hungry gamers dream um 8-bit 3.0 as we said earlier it's coming up thick and fast um february 14 keep an eye out for that date because there is some very special things happening it's only less than two weeks away 11 days away at the time of recording 10 days away at the time this episode actually comes out um it is a very exciting thing that we've been planning for some time so uh keep your eyes peeled hashtag at3bit couldn't have said it better myself but uh this has been episode 137 of the hungry gamers podcast be sure to rate review subscribe on all those podcast platforms namely apple Podcasts, or itunes if you can uh, because those reviews keep the emotional lights on in our hearts while you're there be sure to rate, review, subscribe the other podcast in the hashtag 8-Bit Collective or the other podcast that are just in your rotation because everyone is deserving of some of that love. So closing us out this week is the Lazy Couch Podcast, a show that covers technology events, launches and announcements by analyzing media coverage with an Aussie spin. Co-hosted by Kelvin Lee and Jeff Kim. So until next week, 8-Bit Nation, much love. Stay hungry. Hi, this is Jeff Kim. My name is Calvin Lee. And we are the team behind the Laser Couch Podcast. Yeah, it's a little show we have to cover the biggest tech news, events, announcements, basically the, the stuff that we love. Yep, and what makes it special is that we watch a shit ton of videos and we play those back on the show while offering our insights. Yeah, so it could be from CNBC, it could be crazy things like, you know, Cheddar TV, um, but anything that makes it interesting, we cover it. So it's a little bit different for everything else. Mm-hmm. And we are based in Sydney, Australia, so we'll give it a bit of an Aussie spin. Uh, we'll talk about some of the local sports and the movies that's happening all around here. 
yeah we keep it a little crazy um if you want to learn more about the show check out the website it's at thelazycouch.com or just search for us on any of the social platforms this is Kelvin. out jeff out You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.